I'm Susan Page, Washington Bureau Chief of USA Today, and this is Capital Download. We're just across from the White House, your former residence. That's with right. I looked out the window to Laura look Bush. at it, yeah. see how it looked. How did it look to you? <laughs> Looks great. You have a new book out. It's called We Are Afghan Women, Voices of Hope. Congratulations Thank on your book. You. Thanks. You know, there's no shortage of causes that vie to get the mm -hmm. attention of the First Lady. And the cause of Afghan women and girls is something you adopted weeks mm -hmm. after 9-11 and have right. kept up for the 15 years mm -hmm. since then. Why? Well, because they needed help, I think. I think American women uh, were shocked after September 11th when the spotlight turned on Afghanistan. And we saw a country where women were brutalized, really, and were marginalized. And what we saw in a country where half of the population is left out is a failed country. And that's what Afghanistan was. What would have happened, do you think, to the gains that Afghan women and girls have made if U.S. troops were withdrawing at the pace that had been anticipated this I year? I think they would have been set back. I think it would be very, very difficult for Afghanistan like it has been for Iraq. And I think things that have happened in Iraq would start to happen there. Things and I like think it's really, well, still brutal um, uh, attacks. Uh, by the Taliban. They're not gone. What happens when we stay there is we just give them uh, the security that allows them the stability to be able to form the institutions that they have to form to support a democracy. You know, we'll have a new president in January. Mm -hmm. uh, Afghanistan has not been a big topic of debate so far no. in the 2016 campaign. Are you concerned that the new president may decide to go through with the withdrawal of U.S. troops. And what are the consequences if that's what happens? I think the consequences are bad for the United States. I think it's in our security influence, in our security interest to keep troops there, just to keep the stability there. And I think it's really important that we continue to support Afghanistan in every way we can, both with troops but also with individuals and with the whole international community to continue to invest in Afghanistan, to do what we can to help them build uh, the kind of institutions they need as well as an economy. You know, I think some Americans think this is America's longest war already. America has invested so much in lives and treasure mm -hmm. in Afghanistan, now spending more on reconstruction in Afghanistan mm -hmm. than we spent in the Marshall Plan mm -hmm. in Western Europe after World War II. And I think some Americans say, it's, we've done all we should do. Mm -hmm. It's time for us to get out. It's up to the Afghan people to put things together or not. And it is up to the Afghan people. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it's up to them to build their country or rebuild their country. And there are many in this book, there are many uh, women who want to do that. A lot of them left Afghanistan. They left when the Soviets came in in 1979 with their parents. They went to Pakistan. Uh, they lived in Pakistan. A lot of them immigrated to the United States. Some are now U.S. citizens. But they still felt called after September 11th to go home. And many of them are the ones who have founded a lot of the programs that are supporting women in Afghanistan now. So why should the U.S. continue to invest so much I in I think it's in our interest. It's in our security interest. Uh, we don't want to see another failed country there. That's what we saw. Um, on September 11th. And we don't want to see that now. I know Americans are impatient, but we just need to look at our own history. And we need to stay with these countries and help them as long as it takes. 
and have them as an ally. Uh, we stayed in Japan for years after September, after uh, Pearl Harbor and after World War II. In fact, I think we still have bases in Japan. But um, now, Japan is one of our closest allies. They're one of our best friends, and certainly when George was president and Prime Minister Koizumi was Prime Minister, George marveled at the idea that his father and Prime Minister Koizumi's father had been sworn in enemies. And now Prime Minister Koizumi was the very first one that called us uh, to offer help after September 11th. You know, the, your new book is titled Voices of Hope, mm -hmm. and the stories in the book are very hopeful mm -hmm. about education, mm -hmm. about um, starting businesses, about getting involved in political life. Mm -hmm. But in some ways, it's hard to be hopeful about mm -hmm. Afghanistan. And the report of the Inspector General in January reported that the Taliban now controls more territory mm -hmm. than they have since the war began, uh, just after, uh, in, the, in the time after 9-11. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder, what do you feel that the gains that have been made there are pretty fragile. Yes, absolutely. That's why we need to stay engaged. I mean, that's the very reason we need to stay engaged. If we thought they were secure, then we wouldn't need to be there and be engaged. But they're not. Tell us about a favorite voice in this book. Well, there are a lot of favorite voices. And of course, I know some of these women, and I've been with some of these women. And um, One uh, that I was with yesterday is a, a woman who talked about how she daydreamed as a child. And she daydreamed that she was going to be different from all the other women there, that she was not going to have to be like they were and never say anything and never be anywhere. And in fact, she was going to be a, a surgeon. And she spent her childhood dreaming, daydreaming. And I felt I kind of could, could empathize because as an only child, I did a lot of daydreaming as a child too and thought about, you know, what, what will my life be like? I'll have to say I didn't daydream what actually happened. So you mentioned America. Just a quick question or two about politics closer to home. You're a Republican. That's right. If Donald Trump's the nominee, the Republican nominee, are you going to vote for him? Susan, I'm not going to answer. <laughs> Don't ask that. You know, just a last question then. Um, you have stayed on the sidelines in politics since you mm -hmm. left the White House, and so is President Bush. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of Americans have respected that. We got off the sidelines for Jeb. You got off the sidelines for Jeb. He was our Jeb. candidate. Yes, yeah. And yet, in your book, it's clear that you don't think Islam hates America, that you don't think all Muslims should be banned from entering <laughs> the United States. Is there a point where you would feel compelled to come off the sidelines to speak well, against proposals This is like what that? I want Americans to remember, what our real values are. And one of the very first things, one of the reasons we're, we're a country is because we believed in freedom of religion. We believe that people could be religious, they could choose any religion they wanted to, or they could not worship if they didn't want to. We don't have any religious test in the United States. And uh, that's what we need to remember. We need to remember what our own values are. Laura Bush, thanks for joining Thank us on you. Capital Download. Thanks a lot.